Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to We Say Things, episode 79, sponsored by absolutely nobody. Suns fan here with Cinderin. Greetings, salutations, young man. Hello. You look great with your green, green screen. Thank you. Finally, you stop trolling me with the background and you just let it be what it wants to be. Every week I've been like, Shannon, please don't put something in the background. It's a waste of time. It's really taking a long time to set up for every time we record. And this time you were like, <laughs> okay, we'll do it. Yeah. So that's great. Nice. Now, if you believe what Cinderin is saying, make sure you type Cinderin is an idiot in the YouTube comments. And if you don't believe him, type the same thing. doesn't matter. Okay. So Yeah, we love those really good interactions. That's, yes, it's great. It's for good for the algorithm. algorithm. A lot of people search for Cinderin is an idiot on YouTube. So if you guys yeah. post that in there, they will get this episode. Of course. This is very, mm -hmm. very true. Okay. So yeah. first things first, of course, we're going to thank our InBruge tier for all the beautiful patrons out there that have subscribed to. Is, is it a subscription? I guess it is. A monthly thing to help us out. Uh, I will start it off, Cinderin. Go ahead. Thank you to Chakar, Boyko. Ustavka Mutro, Fab Daddy, The Mega Pope, Cradle Was Good, What's Next, Tins, or TI in New Zealand. Yes. TI in, oh my God. Okay, my eyes. Tins. Uh, I don't have anything <laughs> next, man. Cradle, I, I love Cradle. Uh, Zan Xavier, Suns Fan Pudge, Omega Lol, Nate Thicko, Zero One Hamscroats, Brother to the Great OG Jesticles Hamscroats. Bacon, no, not that bacon, the other bacon, pretending to be homeless so that I could sneakily and strategically whip out my testicles in the middle of the road. <laughs> Whoever this is, you have the best names, man. You're, you're, you're really knocking them out of the park. Um, Lick, Shark TM, freshly seasoned goat balls, and change will happen. And then we also have Comrade Dimitri Valdisov. The Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance, Novi Panda, Dop, Marek Zagarik, Marek Zagarik, I guess, Fine or Fane, underscore man. We give permission for the Ben Alliance to raise podcast awareness by invading and occupying neighboring nations and villages. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Duntalk, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous, and guess who? It's Ronnie Keel. Congratulations, Ronnie Keel, again last but not least in our hearts. Uh, I, I'm really sad to say this. I don't really have much to talk about for the NBA. Free agency has started. The draft occurred. Nothing crazy, like super crazy has really happened. The Suns Did you get what you wanted? A... I mean, yeah, I guess so. The, the Suns... You wanted that guy we talked about last week, right? And then apart from that, did you change any players? 
Well, I think last week I talked about how they already happened, right? They traded for Chris Paul. I think that already Yeah, that's happened. what I mean. That was last week we talked about it, right? I don't know exactly when it happened, but yeah, was that the, last episode? Was that two episodes ago? I don't even know. But anyway, the huh. Suns, they okay. drafted... This is the second year in a row that they drafted somebody that nobody thought they should be drafting that high. But last year it worked out really well, so we'll see if it works out again. We got a really good uh, signing named Jay Crowder that's going to be a great defender for us. Our lineup looks really fucking good to the point where if we hit our peak absolute peak we could be like third best team in the west maybe but safer bets are like fifth maybe maybe second round of the playoffs maybe not but either way it's been a long time since the suns even made the playoffs so i guess the other thing we can i'm cheering for you briefly go over center is the lakers obviously won the championship makes me very sad and they somehow signed all the best players again so they traded for, like, I don't understand how they upgraded their roster, but they fucking did it, and it makes me <laughs> sick to my stomach. So, another year, Lakers are going to win, I guess, and not much drama around Oh, well. That. Yep. So, Cinderin, you have a story. Talk to me about what the F happened to you. Yeah. So, uh, basically, in the outline, it says Cinderin hacked, which sounds maybe a little more dramatic than what it was. <laughs> but basically, there was something going around among... I don't know if it was among the pro scene or if it was just a lot of accounts in general. Uh, but basically, I'm streaming and I get I get a PM on Steam from Wepus, who is asking me to go and vote for his team for an amateur CS:GO league on on ESL. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And it sounded really believable because I know Wepus plays like CS. I was like, yeah, he might play amateur level. You know, he's Swedish. It mm-hmm. it really just fit. And I was streaming at the same time, so I was just like. I'll just do it immediately when my game ends or when I died or whatever, just get it done. So I didn't really stop to think twice about whether there was legit or not or double check the link. So basically what happened was uh, the page was fake, obviously, as it occurs. And uh, the guy got access to my Steam. So we were logged in simultaneously and he started messaging other people to go and vote on that page. Mm. And then I got a Twitter DM from 1437 who was like, Sinaran, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you just wrote this shit to me. I was like, what the fuck? So then I immediately flushed my Steam, uh, got him out of the account, changed my password, etc. And nothing bad happened on my account. I didn't That's lose any inventory. That's not true. Something bad happened to your account. What happened? Apparently that guy deleted me off your friends list. And- true. So, so not only... <laughs> Did he hack? He also had the courtesy to improve my friend list. Like, how often can you say that somebody gets access to your account and makes good decisions for you? Am he I the only one? Stuff. He didn't sell anything. He kept my inventory. He literally just wrote to people to go follow this link. And then he deleted Shannon off my friends list. Like, wonderful. Am I wonder I actually... who else he deleted. I might actually have lost other friends that oh, I just okay. don't didn't notice, right? Like, I don't know. I think I lost CCNC. Uh... But... Uh... Yeah, and then I went to my block list. So apparently what that person did was he wrote messages to people, and then after he wrote to them, he would block them. Mm. So I could go to my blocked users and find out everybody who had been messaged and then tell them that it was fake and then unblock them again. Wait, you can Uh, block people on Steam? Yeah, you can block all communication from people. Um, Even on your friends list? Yeah, I'll do that with you. That's really handy. I was going to say, that's Um, really, really handy. So yeah, supposedly, I think what the person was out for, I was like... What's he doing? So I asked, I asked Cyborg Matt about it, and he said that what this guy might be doing and why he didn't do anything with my account is 
they might be like fishing for accounts that don't have two-factor authentication and Steam Guard because then they have way more freedom to do shit with the marketplace or with uh, yeah with getting stuff off the account. So it was scary. It's not a pleasant experience having someone logged into your credentials so, and stuff. But two-factor auth and Steam Guard was super helpful this time and just protecting me basically. So I can't stress enough how good two FA is, and you okay. should have it in case you get caught by something. So like even that. with two-factor, he yeah. was able to log in technically. Yes. So what happened was the thing that I got, uh, the link that I got was to that vote and it was using the Steam API. It was like authorized with Steam API. And I, I, once again, I didn't think twice because it seemed legit to me that if you did a vote on ESL, they would want you to Steam, Steam auth so that people didn't abuse the system or something so that every Steam account got to vote once. I was like, once again, that didn't really make me think twice. Now I'm thinking back, kind of stupid, but you know, um, so yeah, in that window, you obviously have your password that is always the same. And then you have the Steam Guard thing that changes every, I don't know how often it updates, if it's like 20 seconds or something. So if they instantly log that and instantly log in, the Steam Guard hasn't changed yet. So they get this small window to get in. But as soon as you get mm -hmm. them flushed out, they obviously can't get in again because the Steam Guard is new and you're not giving them the new information. So it's like this one moment of opportunity that they have uh, to get in. Uh, so yeah, even two-factor auth isn't like 100% safe if you literally give them your code, right? If they are very, very quick to log in, there is a window. Um, but then once again, if you have Steam Guard and other protections on, it's very easy to get people out of your account because you literally just go to your account and you say, log out all other devices that are connected, and then they immediately get flushed from your, mm -hmm. uh, from your account where you are. So Okay. So I actually so got a message. And I think, uh, I think mm -hmm. they can't change the password. So this is what hackers will usually do when they get access to your account, right? They will change the password so you can't get in and stop them. But on Steam, I think in order to change your password, you need to... It first of all takes a little bit of time. Then I believe it takes two-factor auth again and email confirmation. I'm pretty sure. So like, so they can't like lock you out in the same way if you have all the protections set up. Mm. So, yeah. I got so a that's message what happened. Uh, before all this became public knowledge from Danny Dem, who is a famous workshop artist, basically saying the exact same thing that you like without a link though. And I responded right. with, "Okay, what what do you need exactly?" And they just never responded because it seemed fishy. But he never gave a link outright, right. and they yeah. just never responded after that. So, yeah, scary stuff, scary stuff. So be careful out there, friends. Let this yep. be a PSA for all. Good. Uh, sometimes it's good to get a little kick in the nuts to, you know, wake up a little bit, pay more attention. Mm. So a wake up call for you is a kick in the nuts. That's interesting. Yeah. Seems a little harsh. This know. wasn't really a wake up call, was it? It was a little worse than that. Yeah, scary but, situation for sure. But luckily, yeah. it didn't turn out to be anything. All good. Super bad in the end. Um. Okay. So first topic of the week: Team Secret for the esports awards. That I did not watch at all. <laughs> Same. Uh, they won Team of the Year. They won Player of the Year, which was Nisha, and Coach of the Year, which is Heen. Is yep. that all correct, Cinderin? Correct. What do you think of that? So, teams, I mean, again, no TI this year, mm -hmm. and other, other games have had kind of their big tournaments, some of them at least, like League, for example. But Secret essentially winning for the last... If you want to take out the last few weeks, has it been seven plus months, eight, I want to say? Eight events in a row. Yeah, seven months. They won everything. 
Um, so just winning literally everything. Would you? I mean, yeah. obviously we're in a Dota bubble, so we're gonna agree, right? Right. But do you think I mean, there's if, any if argument this was that's the Dota the awards, everything I would agree with. I don't know if I would put Nisha as Player of the Year. I think it's hard to pick one. Yeah. But he would definitely be one of the candidates, right? So. Yeah, I mean, as it always is with these multi-game award shows, right? It's easy for us to say that these are great choices because we don't follow the other games that are part of it nearly as much. To be honest with you, I don't even know which games are eligible to win in the yeah. esports category. If it's Dota League, CSGO, Rainbow Six, Call of Duty, like I don't know what games are included in this. Um, is but Minecraft it's hard in to there? Imagine. It's hard to imagine another team in any game being as dominant as Secret Warrior this year. I think that's fair to say. Like... You need to basically win everything, yeah. right? And not only that, but the competition needs to be tougher, which is unlikely, once again, because of Corona, because, you know, arguably Secret even had a really tough region to play in while this was happening. It wasn't like it was just free, easy wins because the region was weak or something. There's still yeah, tons of exactly. good teams. So it's super impressive. Uh, I'm happy coaches get a bit more recognition. So grats to Heen as well. I think he's really elevated this team to the next level. They just started owning after he joined. I feel like it made a pretty big difference, at least down the stretch. Um, so yeah, good stuff. The thing about these award shows, though, is like I don't know how much stock to put in them in general. Uh, it's always cool for the teams to get recognition like this. Um, but I well, wish maybe it was a little bit more transparent and a little more how to yeah. say, defined. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to segue were. into this next kind of mini topic of what do you think of award shows for esports in general? Because... From my perspective, I, I'm used to watching the Oscars. I don't really watch a lot of other award shows at all. But mm -hmm. the Oscars, I watch every single year. It's an event. You know, it's fun to watch. Even if I hate all of the movies, which is sometimes the case that they just pick, like the criteria just doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Like right. these artsy fartsy sh like movies will sometimes win for no reason, according to me. But again, like <laughs> what criteria are they using? I don't know. Maybe you just don't have any taste. No. That's definitely. I love In Bruges. It's a great movie. Don't try to get out of mm. that obligation. But what do you think from esports perspective? Because when you look at the movies, just as you know, let's just do mm -hmm. a one to one here. It's pretty clear, even without knowing the exact criteria, it's movies of this category. But for esports, there's just it. It feels like it's not as black and white. There's just so many different games. What is even considered an esport, technically speaking? Yeah. Right? Like I don't even know That's... the answer to that question. That's the thing. I'm, I mean, I guess the analogy or the comparison is really good, though, because in movies, it's also like it's super subjective, right? Like, what do you consider a good movie is very yeah. different from one person to the next. But There's you know what like a, a movie is. Like, you know sure. what would be considered. That's true. I, I suppose what it's defined as an esport is a game that, yeah, but how many, how big of a following does it need to have? How significant do the prize pools need to be? If I host a tournament in Pog for 100 bucks, is it an esport? Or yes. Best esport, because okay. then, then a lot of things could have won, um, but no, I, I agree. Have been secret, like, but, I, yeah. I I don't know what the criteria is, and I think that's what we're probably agreeing on right now. Is that yeah? Maybe maybe they are transparent about it. I just haven't seen. It. I'm not saying that's not the case, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't even know what an esport is because, like you said, if it's just money, then sure, that's anything could be an esport. If it needs to be. X amount of player base and have tournaments consistently running, like whatever the case may be. But either way, I, I like the idea of it. And the fact that this is, I believe, the fifth year in a row that they're continuing to do it is cool. People show up to the event. They're wear wearing tuxes. They're trying to make it. That's where I don't like it, actually. They're trying to make it too, I don't know if mainstream is the right word, but 
they're just trying too hard to copy everybody else. Like, just mm. let people show up in fucking sweatpants. Like, we're gamers, man. Nobody wants to wear a goddamn suit unless you're a fucking psychopath. Like, I mean, let's be real, Cinderin. Okay, being honest though, a lot of people do like dressing up on occasion. I think they don't like having to wear uniforms like that all the time. But for like special occasions, I think people like to do something extra. Like, but honestly, now that you say it, I think it would be super cool if our award shows had people show up in team jerseys of their favorite team instead of in tuxes, right? I think that would be cool. Um, this is like more, how to say, it depends on what you think the genre is. Is the genre that it's an award show or is the genre that it's esports, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't, how about we mix it? You do a tux over your favorite gaming team's jersey. How about that? Wow. Terrible idea. Thank you so that much for that. That is fucking really great. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, looking forward to more of those to come in the years that... I mean, I didn't know what was even happening until it happened, and I didn't have even have time to watch it live. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anywho, next thing on the list, Cinderman. So this was an interesting story. Uh, this happened four days ago. There was a... A Reddit thread about it doesn't even matter what it was about. It was concerning some Steam related thing where somebody was talking to a Valve employee via, uh, you know, the messaging system that they have. And mm -hmm. typically, the Valve employee's name will be a Dota hero. This Valve employee's name was Freya, which we've talked about in the past as being a potential hero coming mm. they had a bunch of ability like you, we never know what exactly but we the idea of freya of course is the god of god i don't even know it's it's a viking or norse something norse related god related i can't remember uh it's a, a woman valkyrie. it's a valkyrie oh that's true yeah valkyrie was the name as well so is this confirmation to you that this is 100 percent going to be if not this next hero one of the next two <laughs> I mean, if anything, it feels like a plant from Valve. Like maybe nobody got their arcana destroyed, yeah, but <laughs> it literally just made a post so that they could tease the hero. Uh, I think it's likely. I haven't. I honestly haven't been paying that much attention to these ticket posts. If they're all Dota hero names, because you know Freya is also a name in real life, you can have that name. It's um, true. If it's somebody working for Steam support who, especially like either has a background in Scandinavia, especially I think Sweden and Norway probably has this name more than Denmark does, um, then maybe. But, you know, like it's probably fair to say that it's a, at the very least a major hint. Uh, and that would be cool, right? If Freya is the next hero. Does that fit? So the only other like teasers we've seen was on the, um, the trailer for, um, what's it called? Diretide. Diretide. Um Where we have this shadowy figure on the background of the news or the back of the newspaper with a crossbow does that fit would that be freya do you think that is the same hero or do you think that's another hero i'd have to look at it again a crossbow does not isn't sound it, very isn't, wasn't it a, wasn't it a female figure with a crossbow i was i want to say or an arbalest or something i couldn't tell you but i'm expecting the next hero to be the uh valkyrie if it was Valkyrie, it would be literally Marana. That's a Han hero named Valkyrie. Um, but yeah, I think this is definitely going to be the next hero. Now, the question is... the I, th I actually think the hero is going to come out today for some reason. Because every time we do oh. a podcast, a big update comes out after the so podcast. 
So it would actually True. be perfect in a lot of in a lot. What of if ways. we just moved our podcast day to Wednesday so we could but get all the good news? Valve does this on purpose. They try to fuck oh. us at every turn. So right, if we did that, then they would come out with it during the the day after that. Even if we did it on the weekend, then we know that would never happen because they don't show up to the True. office on the weekend. You know that's that's the real. But then play. I have to get up early on the weekend, and we both know that's not happening. Yeah, very true. Uh, very true. When do you actually expect this? patch slash new i think it's all in one would you agree with that it has to like, yeah probably the a patch big has dump. to be coming out with this the week. hero yeah and i think it's this week yeah this is now keep in mind thursday is thanksgiving does that change anything is it more likely it comes out before or is it more likely that they're just gonna wait till next week because of thanksgiving um well if the patch is good they might release it before so we can thank for it but if they think the patch is bad, they might release it on Friday just to be safe. Black Friday? No, just on Friday in general. It's just after Thanksgiving, like whatever. So That's that... Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Well, then. Do you guys not have Black Friday in Denmark? We do. We do. So why did you pretend not to understand what I was talking about, Sindarin? Huh. Do you buy anything on Black Friday? <laughs> it's not as big here. In the U.S., it's fucking enormous. It's sad how uh, it, enormous it is, yeah. Yeah, it, it's becoming bigger here for sure, uh, but it's not like at the same level at all. I don't remember personally getting anything for Black Friday, maybe once? Don't know. Okay. But yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. I think for us, it generally starts the following week and the Friday. So it's not mm -hmm. just the one day. I don't know what it is for you guys, if it's just one day literally or... They pretend it's the sale, one day, like carries over, but yeah. a lot of times it carries over. Yeah, right. Uh, this is where Corona will spread even more in America. Mm, if, if wonderful, yeah, can't wait. Anyway, see, this is where <clears throat> gotta say that this is where I love what PlayStation Five did. I don't know if they did that in the states, hmm. but the PlayStation Five release in Denmark, uh, we call the we call the store one of the biggest chain, if not the biggest chain, elect for electronics in Denmark, and asked. Uh, if there's any chance we can get our hands on a PlayStation 5. And they said, you can only pre-order. They will not have them in the store ever. Or well, mm. ever is a big word. But they will not have them in the store at Sony's request because they don't want to contribute to spreading the coronavirus. Oh. And if you put that in stores, people will swarm there to get their, to get their copy. Right. So basically, if you want a PS5 in Denmark, you have to pre-order it online. You have to pick it up. It will not be in stores at all. I don't know if that's the case in the US, but I think that's a really cool move. Um, I I haven't heard one way or the other, but I would expect it to be the same because I have literally not seen one picture of anybody waiting outside for a PlayStation or Xbox for that matter. I haven't right. seen anything relating to that. So, yeah, I would yeah maybe it Xbox to be are doing the same. I don't know. We didn't ask about that because we wanted you know the. Good I mean, one, typically there's but... tons of pictures coming out during that time, right? But yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's true. letting you play everything on PC, so who wants to actually buy an Xbox? Um. Okay, so yeah, I'm expecting the new hero and patch this week before Thanksgiving. I'm expecting it today. So if my prediction is correct, thank you, Valve, for fucking this podcast again. Uh, speaking again. of Valve, uh, this is a very, very interesting story. So there's a Reddit thread made by somebody that says, got sent to low priority by Steam employee in Dota 2 in-game. And then Valve, somebody from Valve named Svanaman, Svanaman, uh, posted this, and I'll just read it out. The team looked into this case and concluded the user clearly did not deserve the ban. Even if the user did deserve a ban, however, we all think it's clear that manually banning users is not a good idea because of how hard it is to be objective in Dota games that you're in. 
My mistake in this case being a sterling example. As employees, we should have no special privilege when playing Dota. That has been the team's informal policy in the past, but has clearly failed in this case. It won't remain informal going forward. Manual bans like this won't be allowed anymore altogether. And sincere apologies to that user. Thoughts before I okay, go. Okay, so first of all, this is what this post is getting a lot of criticism about in the comments. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, I mean, based on the wording, the person who writes it is the one who did the ban, right? The person yes. is apologizing, saying my mistake being a sterling example. But at the same time, it it's like, it sounds like it's kind of half owning up to it. I'm not sure that's their intention. Like maybe they genuinely are sorry that they did this and feel bad about it. But the wording is like this weird mix of half professional distancing and mm -hmm. very little personal when it's clearly a personal thing, right? So like, it's I don't know PR, if that's is what you're saying. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if that's something that was requested by Valve, that that's how they should respond to it. They've got advice for it, or this is how they generally feel about it or whatever. You, you know, you can read a lot between the lines and it's all just speculation anyway, but that's the primary criticism this is getting is that, you know, the person doesn't really sound very apologetic. Um, mm. But words can be tough sometimes. So I don't know. Um, not going to put words in their mouth that aren't there. Uh, but I can definitely see why people think that way. Um, as for the topic itself, I don't know if that's the policy, to be honest. I don't know if this is going to be a, a, an unpopular take, but I personally don't have a problem with Valve having the power to ban. Um, I do think if an employee is in a game and they have an experience with someone and they think it's ban-worthy, they should get it peer-reviewed. But I, I don't necessarily see a problem. Like, let's say you're playing a game and someone is blatantly just cheating and you're a Valve employee and you're so certain they're cheating and then you ask somebody else or a couple of other people at the company to please double check before you do something and they all give, your, give the thumbs up. Isn't that fine? So like, Then you basically did like a council that confirmed that this person is cheating. Right. When it comes to foul language and stuff, it's way more tricky because if you're the one on the receiving end, you'll always think it's more severe than it is to other people that are just watching it. So then those ones are way tougher. Supposedly, this ban was for someone, I'm assuming, like complaining or being negative or maybe it wasn't even that bad. Like maybe it was something simple, in which case it's just abuse of power, right? So the balance is kind of tough to strike. But like, why not, right? If you are in that game, you work for the company, people can check it. Isn't it just... Like, I know it's a small thing in terms of, like, the overall player base, but it's just a little bit of cleanup, at least. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Like, what's bad about that if it gets peer-reviewed? It's like if I report someone for... I guess that's the problem. I know I'm talking a lot here, but no, I'm fine. just kind of brainstorming. So if I report someone for communication abuse or whatever, there's a system in place and it does something. But when they do it, you get manual involvement that you don't get to that level as the average player when you report people for stuff whether it's absolute game ruining or racism or you know the worst possible things you can imagine in the game um mm. don't get the same level of attention so maybe that's the problem that it feels unfair but then it's about what's your perspective is it better that they really get hands-on in some cases but not all or should everyone be treated the exact same so that right. we'd never get hands-on? <clears throat> I mean, those are basically like the two options, right? With yeah, our current the, pro the problem now is that it's going to be the other extreme where everything is just automated, right? And yeah. I feel like I am a bit extremist in my opinions mm -hmm. on this. I mean, we agree to an extent, I suppose. I feel like they should fucking ban it, people, for doing stupid stuff. Like, first of all, when it comes to cheating, it's much mm -hmm. harder to 
tell if somebody's cheating in Dota versus like a game like Counter-Strike. So that one, I would agree that you probably wouldn't want to go through the replay with a, a peer, like you said. But when it comes to like, again, I have no idea what this person actually did. So I'm not talking about this mm -hmm. instance particularly, okay? If a Valve employee, if I have the power to... First of all, this isn't even a ban. This is just low priority. If I have a, the power to do something like that to somebody and I feel like they ruin the game, I, I'm fucking... That's great! You need more of that. You need. How about you add like thousands of people with that privilege that have proven that they won't be super biased? Yeah, there's going to be some cases that probably shouldn't have been warranted or whatever, but fucking ban these people. Who gives a shit? I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm sick and tired. Like, first of all, like the automated system, occasionally it will work, it feels like. I mean, this is a mm -hmm. bit of confirmation bias, but... If somebody's being blatantly racist or whatever the case may be, communication abuse, them getting muted, is that really the correct answer? Even if that does go through, which who knows half the time if it's working, they should literally be banned for like a month from playing Dota, period. Like, I'm fine with this going to the extreme route, personally. Mm -hmm. So I have no problem with <laughs> Valve sending people to low priority. Again, I have no idea if this was justified. I'm not going to say whether it was because I don't know the specific instance. But right. I have no fucking problem with Valve stepping in. That's great. That's terrific. Like, if somebody in... Po Here's just a random, very mm -hmm. small example. I have zero control over what people... If people can play in Pog, right? They don't give us the tools to do that. But right. technically, we can disable their account from gaining Poggers and spending whatever. If I find right. somebody being racist in a game or leaving constantly, I'm fucking banning them. Of course I am. 100%. There's no question about it. So... I know that I'm right. in the minority when I say that, but I feel pretty I'm, strong that's I'm what not, I would want. I'm not really sure how small that minority is, because I think I think it really comes down to the feeling of protection as a player, right? That if people have this power and use it, <clears throat> they need to have a good track record, right? Like that's the main thing. If people just are getting banned left and right for minor offenses or getting low priority for for saying idiot, you know, it's like idiot. there are no defined, there's no defined rules for how like toxic or how whatever you can be. And what if it's just a joke among two friends and there's a third person nearby that doesn't understand it. And then they punish them when it was just an internal joke or whatever, you know, like all these kind of things that can happen where somebody misunderstands or doesn't get the context fully. Um, I'm, I'm fine with it as long as it's blatantly obvious. But for any gray area case or uncertainty, I think you should always have peers um, to check with. And that's where... So supposedly we said all the systems are going to be automated, right? Valve did say that they're working on an Overwatch system similar to that in CSGO, right? That's what they said in one of the recent posts, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. uh, which we were celebrating. Yeah. If they implement it like in CSGO, they will have an algorithm, but it will get trained by humans first. So I'm assuming they're going to roll that out at some point. Um, I'm hoping for this patch, but very cautiously hoping that that is ready, um, where community members will be able to give their verdict in cases. And the way that system works, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is how I remember it, is that uh, when you're in the Overwatch system, uh, you get fed cases where people have reported someone for whatever abuse it is, cheating, uh, language, whatever. And I think in CSGO, they only did it with cheating. But let's imagine it's more than that. And then multiple people from the, from the Overwatch system each give their response to the case. And if it's overwhelmingly punish, then mm -hmm. it will be punish. 
Right. But if it's not, if it's like split somewhat, if even if it's like 80-20, I think the person does not get punished. So I think the system really, I don't know how many inputs it takes before it makes a verdict. And then eventually, you know, the thing that works with machine learning is that over time, it can identify, okay, in this type of case, when it works like with these exact parameters, we have 95% to 100% people say ban. So yeah. then we're going to automate it. But we need really, really high confidence that uh, <clears throat> this is that type of case before we put a punishment like that. So that's what I think they're going to do. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what the numbers are as well. I don't know if that was even ever released. But I remember when Overwatch first came out for Counter-Strike, uh, I used it quite often i found it fun mm -hmm. to go through these like many it wasn't like the full replay it would just be like a segment and right. clearly see if somebody's cheating or not because you know it's most of the time it's very very obvious uh, right and then if if it's like a split decision kind of thing like you're talking about then maybe it turns into a manual review for somebody that is more experienced right and then mm -hmm. the, the way the the idea of the system in general is the more you are like successful in your predictions or whatever you want to call it, the higher credibility you get going forward. Right? Yeah, the more you weigh in the so system. So you become a more esteemed, yeah. you know, reviewer, if you will. So you'll have more yep. sway on what happens. Uh, which it's I think honestly, is great. I don't know if I would call it wisdom of the crowd, but it kind of is what it is, right? It is wisdom of the crowd. Like, if you ask a lot of people, then some people will be wrong. But if you ask enough people about one topic, then the average will hit pretty much spot on, right? With some things. I'm not saying it works for everything. But for something mm -hmm. like that, it actually, I think, is really, really good system. Uh, especially when the opinions get weighted, like you said, when people are proving well, to be very so good. The main then the crowd issue, will usually be right. The main issue with Overwatch system in Dota is cheating will be much... It's much harder to tell if somebody's cheating. So I don't even think you can do that in the Overwatch system. I think um, you can for not from a public. Things. You can like you can send it to people that are already pre-approved, right? That know what they're mm -hmm. looking for. You cannot send it to the general public to find cheaters in Dota. I don't think so. Why not though? I because they're gonna get it wrong most of the time if they're cheating. But then they don't get banned, right? Do you think most of the time? Do you think most people using the system will be wrong on average more than right? For a scripter, About yes. You think so? Okay. I think it's very hard to tell if somebody's scripting unless you slow it down. And like, I'm assuming mm -hmm. it's just like the game playing at normal speed. Like catching that stuff is very difficult. Like you have to see where the cursor is. Yeah, there, there, it's just like, I think the way you're thinking about it is the specific cases that it's difficult to tell. And there are some cheating cases in Dota where it's mega obvious, where okay. people are casting spells while they're looking somewhere else on the screen or they're pressing mm -hmm. like seven buttons at once while, you know, they're looking at fountain. You know, those kind of cases, I think you could very easily. But would you say, like, no, I, I agree with that, but would you say that cheating is a bigger problem or toxicity slash, like, communication abuse? Because I would say the latter, big time. And then that's it's, when it becomes weird for an Overwatch-type system. It's all about what somebody considers. It's, it's all a scale, right? It's dependent right. on what that person feels. So that's where mm -hmm. it becomes kind of weird. Uh... uh... I don't know how big cheating is. That's the thing. I think in CSGO, it's more defined like how big the cheating problem has been. In Dota, it's definitely a thing, but I don't know how big the percentage base is of people that have or have used cheats in the game. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine it's more appealing to use it in CSGO as well, right? Like That's the thing. FPS games really lend themselves to cheating. Yeah. Um, that's not to say Dota doesn't in any way, but I think in... Well, I would also argue that do it in the shooter. Some of the cheats I haven't really 
I'm not going to pretend to be super educated on this subject for cheating in Dota, but I would assume that even though you are given an advantage in a lot of cases, it's not going to be nearly as helpful when versus like a counter strike, like you're saying, where it's yeah. much more obvious what will be game breaking as a cheat. In counter strike, you can kind of be you can count like two or three players in the server, right? You can be that impactful in Dota. Even with cheats, you can't like it's kind of naturally limiting in the way it works, like how much better you can get by cheating, right? Yeah. I, I honestly, I think a lot of, <laughs> that's the funny thing. I actually think a lot of the cheating software, right? That's the beauty of it. In CSGO, if you cheat uh, with the best cheats, you play in human levels, right? For most Dota 2 stuff, pro players will play better than the cheats, right? Yeah. Like there's some things that they can do that are inhuman with like, uh, how fast you button press or how fast you target people with auto hex or whatever the fuck it's been that people have been using in the past. But yeah. um, in Dota, the key thing that makes a player really, really good is decision-making and experience. And you can't simulate that with a with the cheat. Mm -hmm. So, well, I mean, a great example... In the world on a mediocre player will, use, will lose to a good player. Yes. I think. Like it the really first should. time that I played against a pro player in a pub, uh, probably when I owned DC, I don't even remember, but like I would blink in just as an example and just get hexed immediately. And I'm like, like, even though I know they're not cheating, the first thought in my head is that's not fucking even possible humanly to hex mm -hmm. that fast. But of course they have it ready to go because they know I'm going to come in. Um, right. So yeah, I, I totally agree. But I have no problem with Valve banning people, sending them a low priority, do whatever the fuck you want. Get these toxic piles of shit out of here. Having said that, I have no idea what this guy did. So if he did nothing wrong, I truly... <laughs> Truly, he wrote penis. That was it. He wrote penis. Unacceptable. Okay, next thing on the list: uh, Penguin Commandos has been released for Pog, hey. uh, voiced by Cinderin, Slacks, and myself. The spotlight video is out on the Dota Cinema channel now. Personally, find it to be the most fun hero I've ever played in Dota. Cinderin, along with Pango, Pudge, Old Centaur, when I used to like him back when he had the stun on Stampede and all that. Uh, has a very low win rate right now because nobody knows how to play him. Um, <laughs> but thank you for lending your voice, sir. It was a lot of fun. We're going to probably uh, post the voice line video in the next couple days so you can hear all the amazing voice lines. I've actually been getting a lot of compliments on your voice yeah. specifically, Cinderin. Awesome. They're like, I mean, that doesn't general, sound like Cinderin at all. People have been have been pretty impressed. So that's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, you, you asked me about this and I was I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Cause I had this, we've talked about this on the podcast before that I would love to try to voice act something. Cause I think it could be fun and I might be okay at it. Mm -hmm. And people are saying they like it. So that's great. You know, it makes me really happy that it's well received. You look really happy right now. That's fun doing it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Stay tuned, uh... <laughs> I just, you know, <laughs> this happens a lot on my stream. Like, I, I don't know. I have I have resting indifferent face. I, think. <laughs> I don't I look negative, that. but I always look like I just don't want to be here. I guess is like the or mm. I don't care. I guess that's my default face. So Apathy. even if I'm yeah. if I'm not actively smiling, that does not mean I'm sad. People will come to my stream like, "Oh, you look sad," or <laughs> "I'm fine." You know, it's just, it's just I just hate face. you. That's the only thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can check that out anytime you guys want. Um, okay. 
next thing that's all the dota we have for today uh this next one for a big I, one next year next week next year yeah that's yeah next it. week uh by tomorrow we could do another episode probably but we won't because cinderin's lazy uh excuse artifact 2.0 i want to talk about this briefly i know this is just gonna be me talking but uh yep. i wanted to bring it up because i started playing a lot more recently uh they had a rank system a long time ago I know this is not impressive. I'm not trying to sound like this is impressive at all. They had a rank system quite a while ago, and I ranked up to Immortal really fast. I know the user base is very small, but I'm just talking about like how much I've enjoyed the game. Well, if Got it's percentage-based, then it's just as impressive, right? I, I don't know if it is percentage-based, but we'll just go ahead and say that it is. So it got mm, Immortal, and then I, I realized that there's a higher rank past Immortal, and I'm like, eh. I don't feel like grinding anymore because I felt like I reached that that point, right? So I, mm -hmm. I played occasionally here and there. And then recently, the last couple of weeks, they've been coming out with more updates, which I'll talk about now. And I got much more into it to the point where it's literally the only game sometimes I'm playing on a day-to-day -day basis. And I hit the leaderboard, rank 60-something Cinderin out of probably 62 Damn. people out there. Not bad. Thank so you. So the 61 and 62 are mortal and everyone else is on the leaderboard. That's right, Cinderin. Thank you very much. Um, but the reason I've been playing more is because the game. Uh, I hate sometimes I hate talking about this because I feel like people have already made up their mind about Artifact, which makes me kind of sad. Right. But I'll talk about it anyway. The the changes they've made, it's been gradual, it's been somewhat slow, but I feel like they've improved the game so much versus 1.0. When you played in the beta of 1.0 for that nine month period or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I think everybody got this feeling where, and especially first when it came out, you would stream and play a bunch. Did your brain like physically feel like it hurt after playing for like five hours straight or something like that? I don't think I ever played for five hours straight, but no. Okay. Well, I thanks for just you could have just said yes to help me with this yeah, point, but yes. anyway, yes, that was a very a that was actually a very common thing that people br uh, brought up to me, and I got the same thing where I play a bunch of 1.0, and literally my head would hurt after even a couple hours of playing the game because it's just too much to think about. So this is going to sound bad. They've dumbed down the game to a point where it's still super deep, super complicated, but mm -hmm. it doesn't fucking hurt my brain to play hours at a time, which is great. Um, That's good. I think we've talked about this part in the past, but the hero design in general is just far superior to 1.0. Every hero feels like they have value. They feel... Like they've been, you know, balancing it here, and there's some OP heroes mm -hmm. still, but there's no hero that's just absolute fucking garbage. Like Keith the Bold in 1.0 was fucking garbage. There's nothing like that anymore. Right. And they feel more like Dota heroes. They all have like one to two abilities, and everything just feels more like Dota. And then the big change that they made that I think was hugely beneficial, uh, they made it dual color friendly more. So mono mm -hmm. color, mono blue, mono whatever was always a big issue that I found very boring. And the reason for that is because if you have, let's say, a black hero and a red hero in a lane, you stun or silence the black hero and you just can't cast those spells, as opposed to having two red heroes in the lane, let's say. And if you stun one of them, you can still cast, right? That's how 1.0 was. So that's why, yeah. inherently speaking, mono colors were just superior in most decks, okay? So the thing that they changed recently, two things. Number one, if, if that happens, that exact scenario... It doesn't matter that they're stunned. They can the other card can still cast the spells. What if they're silenced? 
Silence as well. So let's say you have a black hero okay. and a red hero. The black hero gets stunned or silenced. The red hero can still cast those black cards because there's a black hero in the lane. But if they're both silenced, you can't use any. Right. If they're both silenced, then you're just you're, uh, you're done. So that's yeah. one huge difference that even though it seems subtle to some, it makes such a big difference in the grand scheme of things. Then the second thing they did was they started adding dual. I don't know what they're actually called, but they're dual colored cards where it benefits you to have a second color. So let's say, oh, nice. as an example, this is the, I find to be the best one. It's so fucking good. It's a green card. Wait, is it green? Yeah, it's a green card that's a 6-6 six, six creep, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you just play it as a green card, it's just a 6-6 six, six creep. But if you have a red hero in the lane, when you play it, the 6-6 six, six creep will automatically attack everything in that area. It's crazy. Like so, they're essentially benefiting you from having that second color in the lane, and they have a bunch of cards right. like that now, which they're gonna end up adding. That's to. really really good. So I think that made a huge difference. They've also just started adding factions. Uh, they just barely started doing this. So for example, mm -hmm. there's like Bronze Legion or Vool Rebellion. So making it a little bit more interesting, where if you're playing a bunch of cards that are the same faction, they end up benefiting themselves in some way, like stats or whatever the case may be. Like Murlocs in Hearthstone. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they've also added a bunch of hero demos so you can easily test out a hero without jumping in a game to understand how the mechanics work. Very good. And they're working on a tutorial. So the thing, like overall, the place, everything about Artifact 2.0 for me is literally just better than 1.0 in every way. Makes it more right. casual friendly. It's still really deep. It's extremely fun. Uh, the games can still be a bit long, but I think that's partially because... Uh, like if you're in the top end, the games are not that long because they limit the amount of time that you have because you're more familiar with the game. But the thing that I found interesting based on just streaming this, uh, which I don't know if Valve is, any, Valve is even aware of, mm -hmm. is the reaction to a game that does not have finished art. Because I did not care and do not care very much. But I know several people, not only just in chat, but personally know them, that they don't want to play because the art whether it's the cards or the board itself, is placeholder. It bothers them to a point that they will physically not play the game, which is interesting. Right. I never thought that was actually a thing. So, uh, uh, I mean, the thing that's really interesting about that is that other, what was it? When both Teamfight Tactics and Legends of Runeterra got their first public showing, yeah, the art was basically finished, right? Mm-hmm. I think they had a different approach where Valve's is how to say. I think in a way this might I might be reading a little bit too much into this, but I think it does say something about the companies and how they think about games, right? Where Valve is very much like really programmer and um, I mean I could just be talking out of my ass here. Okay, let's just say that preface that with that. But Valve is very system and programming oriented, whereas League of Legends has a much bigger. PR team, right? Or like this whole have a different opinion about reception and initial stuff. Oh, yeah. So 100%. if you think about it, the first TI as well, the hero arts were not finished. Like a lot of the heroes that people were playing at TI were pretty low poly and not nearly as good as the rest. Like some of the heroes looked basically like they do now and others looked like, okay, let's just rush this out in a jiffy so it's playable, right? And not cared that much about if it looks amazing or not. Um, I think they might have a slightly different attitude there. And it's interesting because I'm not going to say what's right or wrong, but it's 
it seems like there's a different value put into different aspects of what makes a game good, right? It seems like to Valve, the thing that makes a game good is the gameplay and the systems and this stuff rather than the looks. But you probably can't deny that the looks does quite a lot for the first time players, right? Like catching their attention and getting them interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like you said, maybe maybe in game design, when you let people stream and let it be shown, uh, it's something where you might need to be careful that it doesn't represent the game poorly. Because even if the systems are amazing, if people look at it and they're like, what the fuck? And then just forget about it. Right. Then you lost a player that you could have had if you had put a little more time into art and a little less time into perfecting your systems. It might have been a better first look for people well, that try it first time. Like, yeah, so. I mean, we've talked about this before, but Valve is not a very big company in terms of the actual employee base, right? Versus a riot, mm-hmm. which is astronomically higher. So when it comes to like art, they have some artists for sure. Like TV Dotto is the guy that was, I right. guess it's not recent anymore, but he was hired like a year or two ago, whatever the case may be. But for the most part, they outsource most of their art, as far as I'm concerned. Like yeah. when it comes to, I remember Artifact One when they were still working on the art, most of that was outsourced. When they do SFM videos, most of that is outsourced. The Dire Tide SFM was made by some completely different team. Yeah. So you're exactly right. And like, I'm not saying that there's a good way to do this or a bad way, but I just wasn't aware of the, the effect that having like art that isn't done would have on the general public. I had no idea that was a thing. Uh, so okay, let's just try to take it to the extreme. Let's imagine the cards had no art at all, but they just right. had a name and their stats. Would you understand it then? No. Like literally no art. It's just numbers and a text. Well, hold on. That's are you it. talking about for a finished product? Or are you talking no, about... No, no, no. For, for this state of the game, for example. Like... No, I, it would make no difference to me. Okay. I mean, it would make it a little bit more difficult to tell what card it was, I guess, just based mm-hmm. on the look. So maybe from that perspective, but from like, oh, that that board doesn't look very good. I don't want to play. It doesn't make sense to me personally. But mm-hmm. but again, Nikki, my girlfriend, is the exact same way or the other way where <clears throat> she doesn't want to play because the art's not done. So right. I mean, for yeah. a lot of people, a big part of the enjoyment of playing a game is like the immersiveness, right? It's not exactly immersive when the cards don't look like cards would, right? Right. Or just if it's pleasant to look at. So definitely. Um, What I will say, though, about this game, like you're like, it's a shame that a lot of people have made up their minds. I think so what I think Valve will do and what I think they should do and what it seems like their approach is, especially based on this whole art discussion we just had, is that they're taking their time to make sure the systems are good. When the systems are good and when the game is good, then they're going to finalize the art. And then I think they're going to do a million dollar tournament still. I don't think they've given up on that. And the reason I say that is that I think they absolutely have to do it. I agree. I don't think this game is not getting big unless they make a huge event out of it to push and show how far the game has come and win people back. Because I'm one of those people, I have access to the game, right? You pushed me to get it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I still haven't played it yet. All right, hold on, I'm hold on, hold on. Like- I just want to say this out loud. You, I'm... I talked to a Valve employee on your behalf, asking him why you didn't have a key. He's like, oh, just have him email me. So I provided that email to you, and then you emailed them, you got access, and you have still not installed the fucking game. I, I think I have it Thank installed. Thank you. Let me see. Let, let's see if you're lying. It's installed. It's installed. You have not played the game. Correct. So I hate you like, so much. The main, the main thing here is I really liked Artifact. Actually, so this, I, I think I'm a kind of interesting case here because I loved the original game. I actually mm. thought it was super fun. But there's something about the state of the game 
like the state that the game is in that has me less interested right now. And I think it's the perspective of where we are on the scale from like finished or rather a scale from alpha to finished, right? In Artifact 1, we felt like when we were playing it that now it's time, right? Like now the game gets released, people are going to play, we're going to get tournaments, we're going to get events, and it's going to be super fun to watch play with friends, etc. Right now it's like this haze where we have no idea yeah. Is this game ready in half a year? Is it ready in two years? Is it ready in three weeks? Um, like you said, the art isn't done, et cetera, et cetera, which is kind of an indication that there's probably quite some way to go. So when this game gets closer to being finished, I will play it as well. Like It's not like I'm like, nah, fuck it, Artifact's over. I, I give up on this game. Like I'm not in that camp at all, mm-hmm. but I still am not playing it right now, even though I like the original. So I can't be the only one that thinks like that, that they just want the game to get a little bit further before they start playing it. But mm-hmm. if they push that, if they push a big tournament and get, things look crisp and the game plays a lot better and it's a lot more fun for the average player, I, I don't think the game is dead. I don't think it's over. Uh, I agree. And... I think it's better. I think it's better that the game got dumped on so hard than if people didn't care. Because that means that just the name itself will make headlines, right? It's either going to be... You're kind of all in at this point. Like, either it gets amazing... Or it's just going to be the thorn in Valve's side I mean, that was so never good. There's no denying that there's right. going to be a certain segment. What percentage of people this is, I have no idea, will never even try the game just because of the reputation alone. That is something that this new For artifact sure. will have to overcome. Whether yeah. that's even possible, I don't know. And I know this doesn't mean anything coming from me because I did enjoy the first one, but after playing both, this version is so much fucking better, it's not even close. And I can clearly see that it's more friendly for not only the casual viewer, but an eventual mobile. Like, it just makes mm-hmm. more sense on every level. The game is not as difficult. Like, once they get out this tutorial, I hope they just... This is the one thing I hope they don't do, is that they open it up to everybody and try to make a big deal out of it before they put in the art. Which, again, if this was a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have cared, but I think it would actually hurt them if they released this without polishing, just because mm-hmm. of the public perception to that type of stuff. So... But I do, do agree that eventually they will do the million dollar term. I think that's hundred percent. I would be beyond shocked considering they said they were gonna do it. Yeah. And they never end up doing it. Yeah. It, I think I think it'll happen. Do you do you agree with my take that them having all of this negative press around the name is better than if it quietly had failed and they tried to revamp it? Like I don't know if I can draw a parallel to another game that that happened to, but you know what I mean, right? Like if, if the hype wasn't huge for Artifact, but Valve released a game, people were like, eh, it's not that good. And then they moved on, but it was right. blown up to be something big. It failed clearly horribly, and now they're rebuilding it. I think that draws more attention and is better for it than if it had just, if they hadn't built it up to begin with. If they'd released it as like an, a cool little extra game, you know, try this out, guys. It's going to be fun. People are like, eh, whatever. Right. Um, I don't know, actually. That's a really good point. I I genuinely don't know what is preferable. No clue. Either way, it's an uphill battle. And I'll just close my thoughts on this, that Reddit, like the artifact Reddit, not that there's a ton of people on there, it's very split on whether it, this version is better or not than the original. Like a lot of people just were obsessed with the original. And I feel like that is actually a good sign that a lot of the people on Reddit do not like it. <laughs> Because you don't want to cater to those same people anyway, right? Um, There's a really good example in chat now, by the way, of a game that kind of fits what I talked about, which is Crucible, right? We talked about that game 
on podcast. It wasn't blown up to be something big, but it was announced. If that game had come out and not done very well and they had made a 2.0, I think people would be less excited for that to either succeed or fail. Like it's just the attention in general that's good. Then is if... that the Amazon game? Yeah, exactly. That was the game that they canceled, right? It ran into some beta, some open stuff, and then they just canceled the game altogether. I think we talked about that like three weeks ago or something. Yeah, but they've never re-released anything. So how's that? Right. My point is, if they were to do that, right, if that was their launch and the hype wasn't very big for the game, and then they were Mm -hmm. to remake it, they were like, all right, we're going back to the drawing board. We're making Crucible 2 and it comes out. I think the expectation or like the talk around it would be way less than Artifact. So I think Valve just has a huge chance here at a big redemption story. And I mean, obviously, a lot of people will still be like, Artifact 1 fucking sucked, but I, I don't know. Like, I guess you should also consider what you're competing against, right? Hearthstone is still doing well. Legends of Runeterra kind of made a splash. So is it realistic that this game gets huge? Maybe you know not. Would be, you know what would be funny? <laughs> I hope, obviously, this is not going to happen, but we keep talking about the reason Artifact 1 was, like, the biggest reason that it failed was the monetization. What if, mm-hmm. after all of this, they kept the same monetization? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, fuck you, idiots. We were right. You were wrong. Uh, but Dude, no. that's, that's a double down. That's a fucking <laughs> double down. Dude, if they anyway. did that, that would actually be so crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. I would laugh really hard, but it's, it would not be good. Yeah. So okay. Good so, wow. well, again, we're not going to talk about Artifact that often because I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I felt it was time and it's been a while and I enjoy playing it. So uh, we'll see what their next big plans will be, hopefully soonish not sure okay next topic uh this is really random but mortal kombat 11 center i saw this in the headlines i was like what in god's name they added rambo as a character and then i looked a little bit again this mortal kombat is not a game that i really pay attention to anymore back Mm -hmm. i used to be amazing at mortal kombat 4 by the way but that's a long time ago used to be pro player back in the day as you know Mm uh i see that they have other characters RoboCop, Spawn, The Joker, and Terminator as characters. That's crazy to me. And Shiva. Who's is that a the god of something? No, it's the it's the fifth one top left. So Shiva is in the game as well as an orc. <laughs> or whatever that is. That's the Australian way to pronounce Shiva. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh who do you cool. think should be added next, Cinderin? I mean, first of all, that's really... Okay, I'm not saying this is I'm, bad. I think it's actually kind of cool. What's how much that? does this cost, though? That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. licensing those characters cannot be cheap. That's why you have to pay to play the, the hero or the characters. Right. They're not free. They're like... They come in yeah. packs, apparently. But it's just weird in? in a fighting game to have somebody... I know there's been other characters like Jax, for example, has a gun. It's just... Right. It's strange coming from like back in the day to have characters like this, but it's really cool to see. Honestly, if they wanted to cash in right now and make it big, make a Joe Biden and a Donald Trump (laughs) character. I guess the problem will be getting approval from those people to, uh, you know, get it in their game. But holy shit, that was. Well, I'm pretty sure Trump could use the money. So I think he'd be on board for sure. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, Uh, I'm the best character. Like, yeah, imagine he, they're putting the game and it's just mad at everything. It'd yeah, he's outrageous. touted as the best, but he's actually just objectively the worst character in the game. Uh, that would be quite fitting. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really interesting to see. I mean, 
it's kind of random that it's Rambo, though. I feel like that's not. Is there a is there like a movie coming out with Rambo? There might be. Maybe that's why. But is there a character? Not that you watch anything of use, Cinderin. Is there any character in any universe that you think would be cool in a game like this? Because the first thing that popped in my head, which I guess it would be um, Wick. What's his name? John Wick would be kind of cool. Right. The hardcore Keanu Reeves. And then I thought Neo would just be OP, so there's no point in doing that. <laughs> any characters that you'd like to see other than Dota? Uh, man, every character I think about is kind of in Smash, right? <laughs> so, oh, we'll get to uh, that. Well, I don't know. When you put me on the spot like that, nothing really comes to mind. Thanks, Cinder. Right really appreciate your great... You're very welcome. Insight. Oh, speaking and... of Smash, what a segue. Great I way to change the subject. That was a great segue. <laughs> so, the last topic of this evening, uh, Smash Brothers... A big tournament called the Big House 10 was canceled by Nintendo themselves. They sent a cease and desist. So I'm just going to read a couple of responses here. So the Big House uh, tweeted out this. The Big House is heartbroken to share. We've received a cease and desist from Nintendo America Incorporated to cancel our upcoming online event. We're informed we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event, primarily due to the usage of Slippy. Sadly, all our competitions are affected. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the big house online for both Melee and Ultimate. Refund information will be sent shortly, blah, blah, blah. We apologize for this inconvenience, which was followed up by Nintendo's response. Nintendo appreciates the... We have to do an evil voice for this, right? It only sounds fair. Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the fighting game community has for the Super Smash Brothers series. Eh... We have partnered with numerous Super Smash Brothers tournaments, excuse me, I lost my place, in the past and have hosted our own online and offline tournaments for the game. And we plan to continue that support in the future. <laughs> Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House tournament announced plans to host an online tournament for Super Smash Brothers Melee that requires use of illegally copied versions of the game in conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament organizers to ask them to stop. They refused, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in to protect its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy of its intellectual property. So that was Nintendo's response. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> Hopefully I made that evil enough. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts, please. That's the worst part. <laughs> Please give your insight. Uh, oh, to say that. Um, I mean, honestly, it's just a. Okay, let's start out by saying it's not surprising that it's Nintendo doing this. Nintendo have always been very protective of IP. Um, like even, even some of their really old Game Boy games or whatever that people are ROM hacking or whatever, they're still not like games that they don't create anymore games that they don't sell anymore they're still very protective of the ip which you know i feel like what i will commend them for is if you have a policy like that and you really stick to it i think that's good right then we can discuss if the policy is good or not but they're sticking to their guns and they have their ideal ideology of how they think things should be and fair fair game you know fair play to that uh as always i feel like you know you should be a little bit contextual 
and maybe think about, okay, how good is this for our company versus how bad is this for our company? This is a really big tournament with a lot of pros playing something really fucking cool. There's Corona going on. It's limiting things, what you can and can't do, et cetera. And they've set up this tournament basically promoting your game, right? It, it, it does promote it. It gives the content to the scene, et cetera, et cetera. Then it's played on a hacked version. I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend I know exactly what Slippy does, etc., but it's not part of the original game. So there's something modified, and Nintendo don't like that. Mm. So then you're like, okay. Like I said, I'm fine with them sticking to their guns. If they genuinely think this is bad for them and bad that their IP gets used in this way, then okay. Uh, I disagree, but they, they have their opinion and they go by it. They seem very consistent. That's what I like. It's not like this one tournament didn't get to run. Every time people get to do this shit... Uh, Nintendo shut them down, right? They want them to only play the official version. So, uh, I just, I just think it, it's, it's kind of in line with how we've so, talked about music on Twitch, right? I feel like it's kind of similar. Where I think there's a lot more value to Nintendo in having this tournament run versus the slight exposure it gives to a specific kind of mod where you can play Smash in some other way than Nintendo. Well, um, so that's my two cents. So you're okay with consistency even if it's consistently awful which is the case for nintendo when it comes to esports uh, i mean i want to commend them for being consistent right i think that's something people are not very good at in general okay is being consistent like there's way too many like ah, it's okay or blah, blah blah like i i like that they're consistent i i don't like the policy but that's a different story right i don't think this is a good idea that's my point like i, I do not agree with the decision to do this but i commend them on being consistent that's so it. I'm not going to pretend to have like super inside information uh, or being super educated on Smash or anything like that. But mm -hmm. to my understanding, the mod Slippy is necessary to play online. That's my understanding. Right. So, of course, we're in a stage of Corona. So it's kind of like. It's hard to have tournaments without that. It's literally required. <laughs> like, what else yeah. can you do? Um, so I, I just think. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I think Nintendo, it's funny because we always talk about these companies and these game developers. We talk about Valve and how they're very hands-off to a fault sometimes, or many times even, depending on your perspective. Then you have Riot, who's the complete opposite, super hands-on. Uh, then you have companies like Blizzard, who are just literally clueless at every single stage of development <laughs> slash PR or any marketing, whatever the case may be. They just make... It's like they have somebody giving them the wrong information constantly, and they just consistently make the wrong decision. And then you have Nintendo, who are really, truly... I'm not, I don't play a lot of Nintendo games or anything like that anymore, but when it comes to like their consoles and marketing, and all, it's truly brilliant. Like I don't, mm -hmm. put, I don't give that type of praise out lightly. It is truly one-of-a-kind, very unique. Yeah. But really when it good. comes to anything esports-related, it's like they're from another century. It's just, it's so odd that you don't support, and I know that Smash has had like horrible issues, and we talked about mm -hmm. this on a previous episode with like sexual assault or whatever it was, and I understand, like that, I mean, it was like this before any of that happened anyway. Like, they are just, it's not hands off, they're, op they're oppressive to any esports for, for Nintendo systems or Smash specifically, I guess which mm -hmm. is mind-boggling. It's like you would think you'd want to take advantage of something like this, but they just have a different yeah. thought process. I don't know what it is, but it's just really weird to do something like this, I feel. Uh, so there's been a lot of rallying, obviously, against 
Nintendo, I know there's some, I forget what exactly it was, but money being donated to the tournament to help the scene out or something like that. I can't remember the specifics, but uh, a lot of people rallying uh, against Nintendo right now. Is part of Nintendo's concern here that if Slippy gets bigger or whatever, then people don't want to pay for Nintendo online for Super Smash Ultimate? Is that where it's at? Or is that like, like just a side thing where it's just, again, I think they're, they're just being consistent and they have this no tolerance for this kind of stuff. So like, it almost feels like the context doesn't matter. Like, let's say this was a hundred million dollar tournament for charity. Nintendo would shut it down because it's on Slippy. Like just to put it on edge, I think they might actually do that, you know, yeah, but I maybe then know. the backlash would be too hard. Like, I don't know, but it's kind of, it, it really seems like they're super sticking to their guns with this kind of stuff. Um, I'm just trying to think of, is there some sort of problem with letting this happen that we're not seeing, like from a commercial standpoint? Because we're like, man, great exposure. Your game gets to be played. There's lots of people watching. It's good for Nintendo uh, that Smash gets more attention, et cetera, et cetera. But if it pulls that away from people playing on another system that's legit, or you're indirectly saying, hey, guys, it's okay that you play on hacked consoles or hacked systems, uh, does that outweigh it? Because that's what I mean. Like, contextually, Nintendo could embrace it, right? They could be like, okay, there's a demand for this online kind of thing for Smash. We're going to endorse it. We're going to try to find a way of making this our own. Like, buy the rights or whatever you want to do with Slippy so that if Smash Online can be this big, why not get in on it? Why not profit? Yeah, it, it, it just seems like they're... They don't it, have to accept it. Like, hey guys, hack our game, it's great. Just play the tournament, whatever. But, you know, they could use it. Like, right. I don't I, know. I, I, my closing thoughts on this is it's just really, even with, if they're staying consistent or whatever, it's really weird that a company is doing their best to prevent their most, like legitimately, their most loyal user base. Would you mm -hmm. agree with that? It is by far the, like this is a grassroot type game. Like the yeah. esports scene is completely grassroots. Zero support from Nintendo to the point it's it's now a negative support from Nintendo, right? Because they're shutting down events yeah. now. It's it's just so strange to take that approach towards your most loyal user. It's just so it's mind-boggling that I there must be something that I don't know because it makes no sense to me at all. But I mean, sometimes things that are just mind-boggling to us, right, is that the people in power that are making these decisions just don't understand. Yeah. Like, probably. it's possible that they're... Like, the. it's no secret that Nintendo are pretty conservative, right? And maybe a lot of the people that decide what they do with their IP are people that have no connection whatsoever to any esport at all. Maybe they've never watched it. And all they hear is, hey, there are these guys running a tournament with a hacked version of our game. They're like, hacked version of our game? Bad. Bam. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's no... Then there's no context given. And then, again can commend them for being consistent, but then they're just out of touch, right? If they're consistent because of ideology and they truly believe this is the way to run things, we can disagree, but at least that's good. If it's just because of ignorance, then it just fucking sucks, right? Like, mm -hmm. then, yeah. I mean, it's shit either way, but one is more understandable than the other, I guess. Yep, agreed. Okay, uh, we were going to do a Patreon mailbag, but I came up with a random thing that I just wanted to tell <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so we'll we'll do the Patreon mailbag for next time because we're running out of time here. So I have this random thing that I literally, I don't know why, I thought of it as I was going to bed. And usually when I think of something as I go to bed, I forget it, right? But this was just so important to me in my mind. I kept thinking about it over and over. And then I wrote it down the next morning. 
So, Cinderin, if you woke up and found out you were in a simulation and everything in this world was completely made up for fun, mm -hmm. what is the one thing you would not be surprised about that they were trolling you on? Like a complete, like just imagine yeah. we're in another universe, another, like everything is different. We don't look like this. Nothing, nothing like it. We have it here is like in this universe. And you wake up and you're like, oh, I have all my memories back. Man, that was weird. Everything about that place was weird. What is the one thing that would not surprise you that whoever was controlling the simulation was completely trolling you? Have you have you thought about an answer yourself? Yes, I have. I want to hear that first. You've had a lot of time <laughs> to think about it, dude. I don't so this is such a are... weird question. You put me on the spot for this. Well, what do you put you on the spot? It's been on the fucking outline. Jeez. Okay, anyway, yeah, I'll go. That's fine. So now there's a lot of ways to think about this. You know, it could be something very spiritual, like even like religion, for example. It could be so many different things. For me, if I woke up now, the one thing that I think somebody is trolling me about, and I, I know this is going to make a bit of an uproar because I'm 100% a minority, is rap music. If I woke up in another universe, I would not be surprised that rap music was a troll on me specifically because I, I cannot fathom how this is considered music at all, Cinderin. <laughs> Everyone you took all the time last night thinking about this or whatever night it was. You were thinking about this shit. <laughs> And you thought the biggest joke that could have played on us is fucking rap music? Really? Yes. Dude, that is thing. so funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, I have music playing right now. I'm listening to the Notorious B.I.G. This timing is way too good, man. <laughs> oh, what a banger this is. What a great joke that is, man. If they were trolling us with this, dude, that's a good troll, man. I, I, I like it. <laughs> All oh, right, well, what would your answer be? Dude, I don't know. Like, the best thing I can think of is, like, that like all the UFO sightings were actually there, but they're just planted as a troll and then they disappear. So they were there. The objects were real, but then they disappeared every time instead of people thinking they saw something that wasn't there. That would That's be a the troll. best you can think of. That would be, I mean, that would genuinely be trolling, right? I thought you were going to say like cabbages or what is it that you hate again? Uh, oh, like it could uh, be literally anything, something that you hate that you can't understand why other people like. Think of it that way. What would not surprise you that somebody is personally trolling you in your own personal licorice. simulation? What? Licorice. Licorice. What color? Yeah. I don't know. It's all shit. I agree, actually. I, that, I would not be surprised by that, especially black. Black is like inedible. It's so disgusting. I don't, okay? I don't think the color is what gives it its taste. Shannon. I don't think that's how it works. Well, I'm talking about the candy that they give out at fucking movie theaters. There's red, and then if you really look hard, there's black, and black is disgusting. Like, it's like different colors and it's the intensity Center, of the flavor. I, when, I, when I think of licorice, I think of twist... What are they called? Twizzlers? Whatever that oh, is. I don't know. If you use American terminology on like brands, I have no idea about it. Like and I don't know. I barely know anything about licorice to begin with. So. There's a... Have you had the alcohol called Jägermeister? Yes. I... Honestly, it's decent. It's pretty decent in alcohol, though. That's what's interesting. I it's don't like black licorice. licorice. 
Yeah, but I don't like it in anything else. But in alcohol, it's good. Okay, you're being trolled then. That's what your answer <laughs> is. Interesting. I can't believe you said rap music. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> of all things. <laughs> <laughs> rap music. What the fuck? I, it's again. It's the one thing I do just will never understand. Do you not? Okay, hand on heart. Do you not like any rap song at all? Is there no. none that you like? Literally the only, none. The only one that I people that like that genre or a genre in general will still have individual pieces that they like, right? I mean, I'm not going to go out there and say that I've listened to a shit ton at this stage. Right. I avoid it at all costs. I would say the one that I'd have to go back and listen to is whatever the the Eminem Eight I knew Mile I movie. I was gonna say Eminem. Do you hate every Eminem song? Oh, I I couldn't even name one, but the one from the movie is probably okay-ish. Uh, but that's a lot of that is based on the movie itself having like a special moment or whatever, not necessarily mm-hmm. called "Lose the song. Yourself." Yeah, the song itself. One I don't of know. Most famous songs. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. We'll never get it. But anyway. Uh, so good. What's, what's it? I'm, just, I'm still trying to remember that veggie. I did, what's that called? Brussels sprouts. Mm. There it is. Cooked Brussels sprouts. Next, next time we make a bet, that's what Oof. you're eating. Oof. The smell okay. is enough to wipe me out. So that is the end of the episode. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, look forward to Freya coming out today. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Suns fan guarantee right there. Oh. Uh, Cinder, have you seen In Bruges by any chance? Is it a Thanksgiving miracle? You know, it gets hard to come up with different... I mean, I've given the same answer a lot, right? Which has just been no. But how can I say no in an exciting way? How about you do something at least a little bit out of the box and... Well, number one, you could just watch the fucking movie. That that could be, you know, the thing that's out of the box. But if you want to continue to not watch it, you could just uh, look up different ways to say no in other languages. Oh, I thought you were going to say I could look up the name of a character from the movie to get you excited. So I like say I watched and this character was awesome. And then you'd be like, oh, shit, he watched it. And I'm just like, nah, I just Googled the name. So if that happens, then I'm just replacing you with slacks from now on. Dude, that actually podcast. sounds... That, that would have been good. Why did I say that out loud, man? I should have started doing that. I hate you so much. No, right. I didn't watch it. Thanks Get for fucked. watching, everybody. Until next time, Suns fan and Cinderin signing out. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs>